Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back into a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. My name is Mac, and thanks for coming in for the newest episode, the 100th episode of this podcast. To me, that's so surreal, man. It leaves me very reflective of when I started this podcast, sitting in my car with, I had like the microphone clipped to my steering wheel, and uh, I was just pressing record and spilling my guts to the world. And now I'm 100 episodes deep and I've gotten to meet so many cool people and had so many you know, great experiences. So this is really, really cool to be doing the 100th episode. Uh, it's very near and dear to my heart. So thank you guys all who have stuck with me since the beginning or if you're just finding me now, uh, I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you very much. Um, so for the past couple of weeks, you know, I've said that I want to make the 100th episode of this podcast you know, a, a big deal. And uh, I did an Instagram live and I said that, well, today is my birthday, the day that this podcast is coming out. Today is my birthday. So wish me a happy birthday, wherever you are in your car, your house, wherever you're listening. Uh, Today is my birthday. Um, It's also the 100th episode of the podcast. And then also uh, it was supposed to be the recap of my Nexus cross-examination in DV court. Um, The reason I say supposed to be is maybe you saw a post on my Instagram, but it did not happen. It is postponed again. Um, So this is not necessarily the 100th episode that I wanted to do. Um, But you know what? I've kept it real since episode one, and I'm just going to continue keeping it real. Um, So here's the thing. We got to court, and um, Brittany and I were like, really in the zone we were really focused we were actually like joking and happy like we were excited right now i need you guys to understand something very important okay this podcast has been kind of like a tell-all for my life but it's my life and certain things i can talk about and certain things i can't talk about so in an effort to be as honest and transparent as i can be Brittany is no longer going to be my lawyer and it is no hard feelings. Um, We are still friends and, uh, you know, I don't have anything negative to say about Brittany, but she's no longer going to be my lawyer. 
Um, so after that was decided, um, I decided that I, you know, it was DV court and, um, this was supposed to be the cross exam. And, uh, I told Brittany, I said, fuck it. I'm going to do this myself. Brittany's like, I get it. She's like, you know, this is like, like I said, this is your life. This like, who knows the evidence better than you? You know, like I've sat around for years, compiling evidence, making folders, organizing everything I have, labeling, you know, I have gone down such a rabbit hole to make my evidence so accessible, you know, to the courts um, that I know my stuff and, uh, you know, I could do this. I could do this. So we went in and uh, I told the judge, I'm going to go pro se. I said, that is my intention. I said, my intention is to go through with the trial today. And um, I told the judge, I will explore my options after today. Um, and the judge kind of sat back and he put his fingers together and he closed his eyes and reclined in his chair. And, you know, so the judge asked my nexus lawyer, she said, well, what do you think about this? And my nexus lawyer said, well, I'm objecting because, you know, he just said he's going to explore his options in the future. And that may mean he might bring in another lawyer. And she goes, the, the fucking thing that irks me the most is my nexus lawyer goes, you know, Nex was pre prepared to be cross-examined by Brittany, not by Mac. And she's apprehensive about being cross-examined by her alleged abuser, which is a fucking joke. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is something I will stick by is that my next is a disgrace to domestic abuse survivors. And uh, if she's afraid of being cross-examined by her alleged abuser, you're going to be pretty upset when that comes to light that you're lying again. Uh, my next has done a great job of prolonging these court events. Before we got into it, you know, like before we got to court, I was super excited. And I said, this is the day, right? Like this is, I keep calling it perjury day and I feel so bad. I hate that I fact that I fucking hype this stuff up for you guys. And then it gets postponed. But anybody who's been through a divorce and been through the family court system knows how difficult it is and, and postponements and stuff. And yes, it's ridiculous. This case, this restraining order stems from September 15th, 2022. So this is over 500 days old. And I've said normal restraining orders only last for two weeks, but this is going on 500 days. But I said before I walked in there, I was telling everybody, I said, there's two... I don't know, caveats or obstacles that I need to get by. And number one is having enough time, which we really didn't. Um, and, we, you know, we were an hour late getting into court. Um, and I'll get to the, another part later. Um, but I said, we just need to have enough time. And also, you know, the next is going to try and find a way to wiggle out of it. And um, I was right. So... You know, they're very predictable. The narcissists are very predictable. But um, so I got in from the judge and I said, listen, I'm, I'm prepared to go forward and I will explore my options afterwards. And then the Nexus lawyer said, you know, he's going to if he's exploring other, his other options, he may bring another lawyer in and then we're going to have to catch up. And then that's going to have another, um, you know, adjournment and that she's scared of being 
uh, cross-examined by her alleged abuser, which is absolute horseshit. So the judge said he's inclined to have another postponement. And, um, you know, I was sitting there. I had my computer open. I had all my folders open. I know the order of where I'm going with my evidence. I know right where it is. And this is not an exaggeration when I say I have over a hundred articles of evidence ready to go. And my next has lied over and over and over on oath. She's listening to this podcast. And it's funny because Brittany and her lawyer met before some things happened. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. But uh, the Nexus lawyer said, well, Brittany said to the Nexus lawyer, she said, is there any chance that we could settle the restraining order? And the Nexus lawyer said, well, with the MSA, the marital settlement agreement that was floating around for the settlement of divorce, we would have considered dropping the TRO. But since you're not real willing to play ball with the MSA, where I get fucking nothing in the MSA, then no, we're not going to drop the restraining order. So she admitted to using it as um, a bargaining chip in the divorce, which that I'm not obtuse to that fact. I know that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the judge said that there's going to be another postponement to the trial. The good news is now is that the postponement for the trial is going to be February 22nd and 23rd, which is a Thursday and Friday at the end of February. And they're going to be full days of trial. The judge hates us. He said, every time I see the Mac and Next case on the docket, he cringes. He hates us. So I'm not sure why. He really hasn't heard much from me. Um, so I'm not necessarily un understanding why he cringes. But if he hates seeing it on the docket, um, he's going to know why this was prolonged. And it's because of the Next. So that's where I am. I'm back to being pro se. And the good news is now I have about four weeks to prepare. And literally, I am writing out the story of everywhere I want to go. Like, okay, so you said this, I have this. You said this, I have this. And uh, I feel super prepared. I feel super prepared. You know, it's funny. Um, my best friend, uh, his name is Mo. He was on the podcast like early, early on in the day. Like I think it was like episode 18 or 19 of the podcast. But uh, Mo was in town last night. He's from Texas. And he and I went out to dinner last night and we kind of, uh, you know, briefed the whole situation. And he goes, dude, I have all the confidence in the world in you. He's like, are you scared? I was like, no. I was like, as long as the only situation is when I get in court, you just have this feeling of my life is on the line. And if I can just keep my heart out of my throat, I know that I'll be okay. So I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. And the evidence speaks for itself. So there's really not anything to be worried about. And, and Mo was saying to me, dude, I have all the confidence in the world in you. And I called a cousin of mine and he said the same thing. And I, I called Phil from the surviving the covert narcissist podcast. And he said the same thing. Everybody says like, dude, we've seen your evidence. You know it better than anybody. What do you have to be afraid of? Like, you just have to get up there and, and do it like you've been doing all along. And uh, yeah, I feel that way. So um, here's the thing. So yeah, I have the next four weeks to really, truly prepare and write out the story. And it's, I mean, it's going to be easy. It's honestly going to be easy. Um, I, I really have zero concerns. The only concern I do have is, um, so when you're on trial, you know, there's a direct examination and there's a cross-examination. Who's going to do my direct examination? That's the concern that I have. Um, but I also kind of feel like it's not my job to conform to the court rules in terms of like, you know, my direct exam, like they got to find a way to, to do my direct exam. So 
Um, I'm thinking of maybe like pre-submitting questions into the court, but listen, you guys have been listening to me for a long time and it would be foolish of me not to reach out to you guys who are listening to this and say like, listen, I'm in New Jersey. If you guys know a lawyer that who would want to direct examine me, then so be it. Um, and I would be down for that. So if you guys can shoot me a message, shoot me a DM, an email, whatever. And, and if you're even if you're a lawyer listening to this, um, I'm looking for somebody who's going to direct examine me. Um, but there are other options, too, that, you know, I'm considering, like I said, pre-submitting questions or something like that. I'll figure it out. But when all push comes to shove, um, yeah, that's where this situation is. So, um, you know, I, I, I got out of court yesterday, obviously feeling disappointed. But what can you do other than laugh? You know, like because this story, like Mo was saying last night, man, you just can't catch a break. And it's funny. It's like I told him, I was like, listen, she can win these battles. But overall, I'm going to win the war. I mean, I'm going to win the TRO. There's it's. It doesn't matter who's representing me. It doesn't matter if anybody's representing me. I'm going to win. Um, so, again, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. And, uh, yeah, it's 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 frustrating. I woke up this morning. I didn't sleep very well last night, like, tossing and turning and stuff. And um, just frustrated because I kind of felt like last night was going to be, like, balloon and confettis. And it was going to be the day. And, and it wasn't the day. And, you know... I'm also prepared for that too because I'm used to all the postponements and stuff. So it's um it's a journey though, man. And like everybody says, like, this is my story, right? Like, this is your story, dude. And like your story has had so many ups and downs and stuff. And um, you know, I'm recording this and it's it's Friday morning and uh I just, you know, put out the song of the day on Instagram and it's The Pursuit of Happiness by Kid Cuddy. I'm on the pursuit of happiness and I know. Everything is gonna be shining. I'm gonna be gold, whatever it says. And then he's like, I'll be fine once I get it. I'll be good. That's how I feel. Once I get it, I'll be fine. And I'm fine now. I'm fine now. It's just as frustrating. So, um, but there's, there's also something to be said for how I've organized my evidence and how I haven't given up and, um, how everything's ready to go. And, um, it's funny too. Like, so I was sitting in the courtroom and I had this thought to myself. It's like, it's funny how, like, I know the characters of the family court. Like I recognize all the police officers from being there so many times. And like, they'll just be like normal workers there. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen that guy like a hundred times. They have an elevator in the courtroom that they haven't fixed in over a year. Like, it's just like, I kind of feel like I should be paying rent because I've been there so often and I know so much about the courtroom. Um, I really kind of feel like an expert in the whole thing, you know, because it's not, not new to me. It, you know, I don't get that anxiety walking into the courtroom. I don't, it's just, here we are again, you know, I don't want to be here. And, uh, the judge says he wants to get the Mac and next case off the docket. Um, you know, it's, it's been tough. It's been tough. And also not for nothing. I mean, that judge was sick for eight months. It was eight months last time we, when we were in court for the DV docket. So yeah, um, sucks, but we can do. Um, so that being said, yeah, that's, that's where I stand. Um, and, uh, I'm going pro se. And you know what the thing is too, it wasn't that long ago, you know, I've started talking about how this podcast should sort of take a turn or change a little bit into like the art of being pro se. Um, like I said, I feel like an expert on it. I mean, I know enough about my civil rights. I know 
about entering evidence. I know the verbiage to do it. Um, I know lots of stuff. Um, I've really retained a lot of knowledge when it comes to family court. And uh, for the past couple of weeks, too, I've been kicking around ideas and saying, you know, I could do coaching on this and I, I, I could help you guys. And you guys have always reached out to me on social media and I get so many messages. And, um, you know, so I started, it's called uh, a coaching, a one-on-one -on -one coaching. And if you want to sign up, you can go to, it's called TidyCal. So it's T-I-D-Y-C-A-L.com slash dimming the gaslight. Again, that's T-I-D-Y-C-A-L-L.com slash dimming the gaslight. And uh, I put up like booking. You guys can book me for, you know, 30 minutes or an hour and I'll, I'll take a look at your evidence with you. And if you want to organize it with me, I'll organize it with you. Um, and, you know, it's a nominal fee too. I put on there. Obviously, I'm, I'm going to charge for my time because I do this with so many people and, um, you know, I have my own life, but I, I'll do it. And it's, it's uh, cheaper than going to a lawyer, that's for sure, even though I'm not a lawyer, but I'm doing this pro se on my own. Um, so I want to like put that in perspective for people like I'm no dummy and I know what I'm doing. So if you need help, I'm here to help any way I can. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been cool. So this is not the hundredth episode I wanted to do. You know, this is not the hundredth episode I wanted to do. I wanted like a birthday present where it was going to be like, Hey, you know, you dropped the TRO and man, the chips fell. But as I said, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, and I keep feeling like when is not that far along. Um, I apologize wholeheartedly, sincerely to you guys for hyping it up because I always have this underlying thing in the back of my head. Like people are going to fucking drop out of this podcast and just get sick and tired of me hyping shit up if I don't if I don't produce. But then again, it's real life. I'm showing you this is real life. This is the way the court system works. Um, and, you know, I can coach you guys through motions and stuff like that. If you need emergent motions, I've done emergent motions and I've won those too. So I'm very versed with this whole thing. And it's, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, and, uh, the new when is now February 22nd and 23rd. So, um, not that far, not that far. And I'm a patient man. I'm a patient man. It's, it's funny. It's like, I already know the outcome. Just don't know when it's going to be. I already know the outcome. Just don't know when it's going to be. And it's not that far away. So, um, yeah, that's that's something that happened to me yesterday. Now, that's my court situation. Um, but I wanted to tell you guys just a few stories about the next because episode 97, 98, and 99 were with Rebecca and Nicole from Pleasantville. You know, the moms that Nex has been abusing. Well, I have heard some stories over the last couple of weeks. And um, I want to tell you guys two interesting stories, okay? So number one, Rebecca messaged me and said, so I have a story for you. And I go, okay, go ahead. And she's like, so the next is sending this podcast out to people. She's telling it to people. Um, so I know it's driving her fucking crazy. And she's telling it to people that are like not close with her. <laughs> like they're, they're nobodies, right? So apparently there was a woman in Pleasantville who the next was babysitting their kid. And um, as the story goes, the woman told Rebecca, she said, I listened to your podcast and this is what I want to tell you about the next. So the woman listened to the podcast and said the next was babysitting her kid. And uh, I believe it was in the summer or something like that. And um, the next told the woman that she had cut her finger 
and she had to go to the doctor to get her fingers stitched. And she gave all the kids iPads uh, to just sit in the waiting room and play Roblox and stuff while she went in to get her fingers stitched. Well, when the woman came later on to pick up her kid, she noticed that the Nex's forehead was very red. And she had little band-aids on her finger, I guess, to signify that she cut her finger. She took someone else's kid to go get Botox. <laughs> Unbelievable. So this woman reached out to Rebecca and said, I listened to the episode. Um, she explicitly said, don't tell Mac my name. So she doesn't want to be involved in this shit. But she said, everybody sees what the Nex is doing and the Nex is absolutely full of shit. Uh, so that's one story I wanted to tell you guys that she took someone else's kid to go get Botox while she was babysitting them. Woof, that's a fucking crazy story. And then I have one more story. So a lot of my friends and people that I've had on the podcast have told me that they have connected with the exes of their necks, you know, prior exes before us um, to kind of compare stories. And uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who was saying, like, that would be so cool if you can get that validation. And I said, you know what? My next and I, when we had our son, this is when like, not TikTok, but it was like another AI program um, and it like had filters on it. And she and I had taken a picture and it was like a face swap. So it was like my face on her and her face on me. And we were holding our son and we were just tired. We had just had a baby, but we were just goofing around with our phones. Right. And we took this picture and I posted it on Facebook and, uh, you know, it was just a goofy picture. And it was weird because I didn't know the guy, but my next's ex-boyfriend posted on that picture, wow, put it back, like put our faces back on the right picture. And, you know, on Facebook, it does that on this day thing. So that popped up on this day. And so I went to the comments and I looked at it and I looked at this guy's name and, uh, his name, you know what? I'm going to give him the name DJ. His name is DJ. Okay. I looked at DJ's profile and I sat there and I kind of just stared at the ceiling and I said, what's the worst that could happen? Now, DJ, if you remember from the very beginning of this podcast, DJ is the guy that my next told me that she had to move some stuff out of a friend's house. And when I got there and was helping her, it was clear to me that this was an ex-boyfriend. And when he he was starting to bring things out of the house and he would bring it to the curb and he would set it down the curb and then he would go back into the house and he would bring things out again, set it down the curb. And he never said a word to the next. He never said a word to me. And she claimed that he was so abusive. So in my head, I'm like, well, if this guy's so abusive, like you would think he'd be like, fuck you. What are you, the new guy, you know, like giving me a hard time. But no, he said nothing to me. He just kept bringing things in and bringing it out. And this is that guy that posted on my Facebook years and years and years ago. I saw it on this day. I saw the comment and I clicked, send him a message. And I said, hey, I know that you probably don't remember me, but my name is Mac and I think you and I interacted in the past. And I was like, do you understand what I'm talking about? And he sent me a message and he goes, yeah, you're the guy from when the, I, the next was moving out of my place 
and you were her new boyfriend. And I was like, oh my God, because this is like 10 or 11 years old. And I just started laughing. I was like, wow, you do remember. And he goes, yeah. He goes, you know, there was a huge overlap between you and I. And I was like, when you say huge, how huge? She's like two weeks. He's like, she had only been out. Like, that's why her shit was still in my house. It was for two weeks. And I was like, wow. I was like, interesting. And I was like, well, you know, is it possible that we could compare stories? And the guy's like, listen, it's ancient history. Like, I don't want shit to do with it. And I kind of get that, you know, like, listen, if the shoe was on the other foot, if I, if somebody reached out to me and said, hey, this happened to you 11 years ago, can you talk to me about it? I'm a very empathetic person, so I might, but also for the same standpoint, it's like, selfishly, what am I getting out of this? So I understood him. He's like, I don't really want to talk about it. And I was like, okay. I was like, here's the thing, right? I just want to let you know that I remember that situation. And there's a couple, there's a lot of other things that Nex had done. And she, and he goes, listen, I just hope that you two are good to those two little kids. And I was like, well, I was like, that's a huge part of this story. And I said, listen, man, I was like, I'm not trying to brag. I'm not trying to do anything, but I would appreciate if you would take a listen to this. And I sent him the podcast and he goes, is this your podcast? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, holy shit. He goes, okay, I'll listen. So minute by minute, half an hour by half an hour, hour by hour, he's texting me. Holy shit, this happened to me too. Holy shit, this happened to me too. Holy shit, I remember that whole situation when, you know, you came and helped her move out of my place. And he's like, I had hoped that she turned a new leaf when she got with you. He's like, obviously, I went through a lot when we broke up. And uh, I was like, dude, no, like a, a zebra doesn't change its stripes. And uh, he started telling me about her family and the mother and holy shit. There was a story, and I don't know if it's a story about him, but there was a story that the next used to tell, and her father told me too, about an ex-boyfriend who like pushed the mother up against the wall and was like screaming against the mother. I don't know. I guess they all claim domestic violence, but he was saying that um, the mother is an absolute fucking nightmare and uh, she's just so fucking horrible. And she is. I, I mean, I truly believe that's where all of uh, my nexus trauma comes from, is from her parents. And, uh, you know, the mother is just a wretched human being. And the father is just an example of who I would be if I stayed in that relationship for 40 years. He's just a, a yes man. You know, I think I think I think people who are abused by narcissists, if they don't leave, it's my feeling that they will become an abuser, too. Um, the mother is certainly an abuser and the father is just going along for the ride because he's been with her for 40 years and doesn't know how to get out, doesn't want to get out. Um, and yeah, so. Um, he was telling me all about family and stuff and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was eye opening. It was enlightening. I asked him to meet up and just have a chat and he goes, listen, man, he goes, I wish you the best. He listened to the podcast. He listened to a whole bunch of episodes. He goes, I, li I he goes, I'm not here to testify for you. Don't ask me. Um, and he's like, you know, I wish you the best for those kids. He's like, but I just don't want to go down the road and I get it. I understand. I understand. Um, but it was just super validating, super, super validating. And um, yeah, it was interesting. So um, yeah, that that was another interesting thing that happened to me this past week. So everything's not bad. Um, everything's kind of feels just weird in my life right now. Um, but uh, yeah, I am excited about what's to come. Um, I thank you guys for listening to the last 100 episodes of this podcast never thought I would be doing that this long. 
Um, but I really do appreciate you guys. Um, again, if you want to book a time with me, you can book a one-to-one call. It's on tidycal.com slash dimming the gaslight. Um, don't forget about the merch store. A lot of people are, are purchasing merch things. You can go to dimmingthegaslight.myshopify.com. And uh, yeah, man, I'm around. So hit me up and uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Until next time.